You're live. All the people who usually attend are here. So I don't think we're going to have anybody watching. And I never can remember until we're a good way into the broadcast, like where it shows up. There's people here, how to see that. So, okay. Should we make it really efficient? Well, okay. Take make a drink, Missy. Right when I ever try to do an introduction, Missy takes a big old sweep. Every time. <laughs> or cough or sneeze or something. Okay. Welcome to the moment dot, dot, dot podcast. This is the Tipsy Ellipses live edition where once a month we do a Facebook live. And, you know, most of our numbered episodes are with like professional, very serious, like PhD coaches and such, like people who write these books behind me. <laughs> but, you know, well, they give us great, obviously, like data and research and information. But then there are women who are walking the walk, talking the talk doing the hard work and doing amazing yeah. things with their lives, which I got to say, y'all are the the epitome of that in my life. And so, yeah, who better to have to come inspire some moms than you guys? So should we start with everybody doing a little introduction? Oh, I'm yapping around. I'm Suzanne. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. And I'm Missy. I'm the other co-host of the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. And like Suzanne said, we have really cool friends on tonight. And that's what we like to do with our tipsy ellipses is just invite women who are doing cool things in their lives. So we'll let you introduce yourselves. I hate having to be the one to speak up. So I'm going to start picking people by name and then you're going to have to go. <laughs> I don't want to be in Suzanne's class. I'll tell so you I'm going to go with the order you're showing on my screen, Leanne. You start. <laughs> um, I'm Leanne. I'm a mom dot 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 and i work part-time for a nonprofit in communications and marketing and i also part-time dabble in art and painting and drawing and all that good old-fashioned stuff and i have three kids i have 13 year old twins and i have an 11 year old who are all in middle school this year together so it's uh it's been a ride since school started <laughs> yeah heck yeah okay next i have elaine Okay, I'm Elaine West. I live in Louisiana, and I'm a mom and a stepmom. I have five kids total with my husband, Brandon, and their ages are from 11 to 17, so it's a busy household. Yeah. I also work full-time as an office manager for a small engineering firm here in Lafayette, and uh, yeah, so that pretty much sums up how busy I am. Oh, yeah. And uh, I used to be a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and then I jumped back in the workforce about three or four years ago when I split up for my first husband and it was an interesting re-entry but it's been fun and I had to learn a lot as this bookkeeper and office manager and I like it we'll see where it goes from here but yeah life is good it's just really busy yeah we'll, we'll talk about your hurricanes later I just saw the remnants of Ida making lightning behind Beth yes okay well that perfectly leads into Beth then <laughs> I'm Beth I am a mom and dot 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 copywriter volunteer and this week recent parolee from COVID jail. <laughs> I have uh, I have three kids, two in college, one who's a sophomore and one who's a uh, freshman and a rising sixth grader who will start in her first days next week. Oh, and I feel like we gotta have a, some kind of tribute for Kristen who isn't able to join us tonight. Yeah. Um, but who fills out our circle of six. We're almost like a little Brady Bunch square looking. <laughs> if Kristen were here, we could perfectly look. We are literally missing a square in our little rectangle here. But Can you do her though? Kristen is a mom. <laughs> yeah, Kristen is a mom. Yeah, Full-time writer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the most, the smartest automotive person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Parent of one sixth grader. What else? Okay. So much more. Yes, she she is. She's a hundred percent hustle, and that's why she is not able to join us tonight. <laughs> oh no! Well, okay. So, I mean, I talked about how actually we didn't talk about this uh, because it is a podcast episode that has not aired yet. But about how every mom has a story. We've kind of come from the listen to your mother circuit. A lot of us and blogging, mom blogging, telling your story. And I do think that a lot of us, especially in the stay-at-home mom time, kind of get stuck in this rut of thinking, we're not interesting anymore. We're not doing anything. But I think through listening to your mother and things like that and our writing, we've just seen how 
how interesting we really are and also how universal the issues and stuff that we face are. So I'm just thinking, oh, gosh, just looking at you guys, Leo, coming, coming into your life as an artist has been so inspiring to watch. And as far as like, you always hear that, oh, you know, you got to do it every day. You got to do it every day. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, just the tremendous, I mean, I think we've all seen, we've been watching over the past couple of years as you've like really jumped into it seriously. You've got an art show coming up. Are we allowed to, we can put a link in the show notes if you don't have all the details right now. Yeah, yeah. the um, the details I have right now is that it's September 25th in downtown Round Rock. But um, yeah, it's going to be really fun. It's really exciting. I think that's kind of just one of the, when you talk about like everybody's story, right. I, I remember having this conversation about how I wanted my kids to be able to say like, my mom is this, yeah. you know, like my mom is a writer or my mom is an artist as opposed to my mom is just on the computer all the time. <laughs> and I don't know what she does. And Have you been talking to my kids? <laughs> all of our and I think like my work with the nonprofit is still pretty vague to them, even though they know like what kind of nonprofit it is. But it's, you know, they, they don't really know like what that work means. They don't know what it means to, you know, write copy or, or work in communications or, or any create content they have no idea what that are, are we able so. to give that nonprofit you're referring to a little shout out because this isn't just a nonprofit. this has been part of your life for many years this is not yeah and, and it's been a, exactly it's been a huge part of my story too because yeah. the, the nonprofit's called and old and it is a national nonprofit that provides peer support for parents who are in the NICU and also parents who have been home from the NICU or parents who have suffered a loss um I got connected with them because my my twins are actually NICU babies, so they were born nine weeks early and spent five weeks in the NICU. At the time, Handable didn't exist. Um, I still received a lot of support from my moms of Twins Club because <clears throat> a lot of them were also NICU parents as well. But had I not had that, I really don't know what would have happened. You know, all the two weeks that I spent on bed rest when I was stressed out and depressed and then when we delivered and we had these two babies in the NICU and then you bring them home from the NICU and you're like, oh my God, you know, now what? <laughs> and, and everything that kind of your whole, uh, your expectations of, of what you were going to experience when you had a baby was just totally out the window. And really nobody, nobody really can truly understand what that's like unless they've been through it. So being able to work with them I've worked with them for about six years now. And so being able to work with them and see how they provide that support to other parents and also how the organization has grown has been amazing, but it's also still provided that important support to me in a really key time of my life, which was the post-NICU when my kids started school and you realize that, okay, you know, you kind of think like, oh, after a couple of years, they'll have caught up and they do, but sometimes it lingers and there's things that you're still dealing with on down the road. So being able to get support from the other women that I work with who had older kids was amazing because they could give me guidance on standardized testing and, and this and that and 504s and ADHD testing. So yeah, we work to provide that support for so many other parents, but then I found that I was able to get support just by working there. Yeah. So cool. That's something about this group of women. I mean, yes, we send each other stupid memes and inappropriate jokes, but... Wait, am I... <laughs> Do you don't get those, Beth? Never? No, it would never send them. Never. But about, I guess it was probably going on three years ago-ish, around mid the midterm elections, maybe. I can remember all of us saying, like, what is the point? What is going on here? What are we doing? And I'm. it was Beth who said... You just have to start where you are, right where you are. You can't, we can't change this whole mess, just ourselves, but we all start where we are. And I, it was so encouraging to me. And that was part of what pushed me to finally turn in my CASA application. And I think Beth, you started volunteering with pregnant moms, pregnant homeless teen moms, yeah. pregnant homeless teen moms. Yes. So tell us about that. Well, so it's, it's been remote for, you know, 18 months now, which yeah. and these, um, you know, when you're dealing with people who have significant trauma and you get on a Zoom with them and they're like, I've never seen you before and I don't know why I should talk to you or trust you. You know, it's, Zoom has been challenging, but they are, these moms are 
so inspiring. They are hard workers. They are committed to their kids. They're interested in how to do things better. They're curious. So it has been a joy of my life to be able to deal with them and to work with them. And I cannot wait to get back down there with them. My background is in career services and career placement. And so working with them in their job readiness has been a passion. And, you know, that's really hard to do, especially since the the thing that they want to do the most is get out of the homeless shelter that they're in and get into, um, you know, their own housing. So they tend to leave quickly as soon as they can find a job and get their, you know, feet on the ground. Um, So I can't wait to get back to them. And none of them, none of the ones that I knew 18 months ago are still there. Um, yeah. You know, but the jo- other joy is that babies keep on being born. Yeah. In the, you know, in the midst of all of this, they, we keep on getting emails that we, they keep on getting more babies. And it's, you know, it's a joyful place. It's a, um, it's a part of Covenant House, which, and it's the place where these women live is an old convent. So it's kind of singularly well set up for the kind of housing that they need because they each have their own room with their own crib and their own, you know, supplies and things like that. And so it, it gives them a really good stepping stone. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. So then as they do become more independent and go out on their own, mm-hmm. do you ever get to, you know, kind of like reunite with them or hear how they're doing or is it they, they fly the nest and, and. You don't get to hear about it. I mean, it's sort of left up to them. And so they're told that if they, you know, the door is always open, Mm -hmm. you know, if and when they want to come back. A lot of them really want to go make it on their own. But they do, they know that that's a resource for them, you know, much as our kids are going to come back and maybe live in our basements. (laughs) You know, go to your basement. I don't have one. (laughs) My kids will go live in your basement. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there might not be room because my kids might be there, but, um, <laughs> yeah, they'll have so much fun together. It'll be great. Yeah. There's gaming stuff down there. They'll be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they know that they have a place to go back to where they can kind of re-access resources for, you know, more job training or whatever they need. So the, yes, that is, the door is always left open for them. That is wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. Elaine, you just have, like, you mentioned it kind of in your introduction, but to me, such an inspiring uh, kind of turnaround story. My mom was a single mom. And so I know that was probably a pretty abrupt change as far as being a stay-at-home mom and then having to just go zero to 60. Um, and having had a mom who went through that, I just, I respect the hell out of it. And just well, bravo for, for making that happen and creating this awesome life that you have now. Yeah, well, uh, single mom for about three years. I moved into a smaller home after my ex and I split and, you know, made it work and saved money so I could buy my own house, actually. My favorite part of the story. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had a really awesome landlord and he let me move into one of his other houses that was less expensive. And so I just chopped money away. And uh, yeah, so I've been in this house for about three years and I did get remarried a little over two years ago to a great guy. You know, two kids. Same ages and genders as mine, two younger ones. Um, and yeah, I mean, there was definitely some rough days. You know, there were times when I just didn't know how things were going to go and it was very sad times. But, you know, I was kind of a single mom even when I was still married. <laughs> Interesting point. Yes. Yeah. That when dad, their dad went around a lot, even, you know, he was working a lot and out of town a lot. So, I don't know how rough I can really say it was, but I'm sort of already used to it. So, um, yeah. you know, and I've had the financial needs. Moms and the moms don't. So I was very uh, lucky in that regard. But, um, but yeah. Uh, navigate, um, blending a family has been really inspiring because well, it's they, not easy. Yeah. I, you're, you're, that's a little underestimated, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, it is a challenge. It's, Brady and I would be the first folks to tell you that. I mean, it's just not like the Brady Bunch. I mean, it's that broken lamp episode. <laughs> <laughs> How it is like the Brady Bunch. I'm sure. Yeah. With the doll went missing, but it was the dog who had it. And the... <laughs> yeah. everybody blamed Bobby or Cindy or somebody. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's been challenging to do that as well. But thankfully, we have really good kids. 
who's, you know, get along as, you know, they go on a lot like regular siblings, but they get along really well, actually. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been challenging. There's been tears of laughter and, you know, runs the game. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do, I'm thankful for the years I had at home with my kids when we were younger and little. That we had a good foundation as, you know, mom and kids stuff for that. So, so yeah. And you had the best Instagram post this week for just how much you love in your job. And I just, I was so oh, glad to do that because there's so many people. And I mean, we all have reasons to complain about jobs and stuff, but, <laughs> but just really to be soaking in. I don't know if it feels like that every day, but that particular day, just being like, I'm just really happy at my job. And that just like, it kind of lit me up for the rest of the afternoon. I was like, oh, you know, she's so happy, but yeah. And my job is not, you know, I'm not doing exactly what I'm would have wished to do but i work for some really amazing people and yeah. um, they're very understanding of my family situation they're very understanding of having kids and school stuff and you know um i get off at noon on fridays that's all of them and <laughs> but yeah so i mean there's definitely benefits working for a small family company yeah thank you for mentioning that today i was i just had a moment myself where i was like you know what this is a pretty dang good place to be in to work so yeah, yeah. love it Oh, and especially, oh gosh, yeah, you needed to brighten out this week. So for yes. people who don't talk about Ida. Yeah, you, you were kind of looking down Ida straight in the, straight in the eye, I guess, of Ida. Um, so how, how are things doing around you? Well, so, I mean, here where I live in Lafayette, we dodged a bullet. Um, and I can't say that I'm not thankful after what happened in this last year, because we did have, you know, the tree fall in our house last year for Laura. But yeah, um, unfortunately about. Two hours from here is not the same situation at all. It's very, very, I wish I had, I should have a list of where people could donate, but. You know what? Let's go ahead and put that in the show notes. Yeah. I know that we've got several friends. Yeah. There are a few places that, I mean, here we have Catholic charities and we know that um, Ilana Wiles actually had somebody reach out to her mommy shorts and post about a company uh, out there in the Fouche Parish about uh, Bayou Community Foundation. Um, there's also, you know, there's just so many. There's the Cajun Navy. I'm sure y'all heard of the Cajun Navy. Yeah, Cajun Navy. I, uh, Mary Catherine Backstrom was uh, yeah. doing some stuff with Cajun. And Amy Weatherly were doing some stuff with the Cajun oh, yeah. Navy. So I did. Yeah, yeah, so the school's out in Lafouche. It's, it's pronounced Lafouche. It looks like Lafourche, but it's Lafouche Parish. Um, we actually, I work for a company that does environmental uh, remediation stuff. And so we actually service all the schools in that parish. And so, um, yeah, my boss just basically bonded our needs and things so that he can essentially live out there for the next week. I mean, you know, they can't, nobody can go to school. The hospitals are all in that shape in Terrebonne Parish. It's just a mess. So, I mean, as most Louisians say, well, they'll, they'll, they'll survive and everybody will get through it and rebuild and all that good stuff. Cause yeah, people here are very resilient. So angry. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. Well, like, you know what? This was supposed to be our back to school episode. Yeah, we were going to talk a little bit about it. It's like, yes. Oh, God, Beth, we got to talk about going to college. Yeah. Speaking of back to school, you have launched two this semester. Yeah. You've done the big, you've done the big deep. That sounds, that sounds dirty. That, and you didn't get to the easy. Well, I haven't done that. <laughs> that is later. Everyone will be loud inside. I haven't done that. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, and, oh. make me bring him out. You know the story behind this, Elaine? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> no. The only thing was right around the time we kind of formed our group, maybe. Yeah. We'll post that in the show notes, because I don't want to interrupt Beth's story about uh, the college send-off. But if for people who are not watching this to listen to podcasts, thankfully. I am holding a squishy toy of a penis, which almost went in my son's uh, third grade toy box for the end of year, because when I ordered uh, the Amazon squishy animals, it, most of them were kittens and bunnies and whatever, but yes. fortunately, my son had a really good eye for being like, that one looks like a penis. And I was like, that's because... Oh, where I have the mushroom money is the grandma. He used to have a pirate's patch. He lost his eye at a <laughs> motherboard meeting. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Anyway, that is there's something about that that seems particularly appropriate. Oh, you never drink 
Well, no, I brought it. It was kind of my little like happy mascot when I was doing all the sex ed things at the board meetings. And I was really fighting for sex ed. And it just felt super appropriate to have like this little stress ball. This <laughs> stress ball. That's the other piece of anatomy. <laughs> no, stress ball. Just stress tip. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Everything is so damn no. Take us It's almost half an hour. <laughs> Some sort of explanation for how to use a condom with that guy. I wouldn't even make it past the rollout. Look, if you say little finger condom things, the finger, oh, the finger cut. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try squish him in one of those next time I vote. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Okay, Beth, I'm gonna get us back on track. Yes, let's talk about college. Your well, first of all, college drop-offs and your COVID. Yes, yes. your week of COVID. Two right. days overlapping. No, so um, college drop-offs went fine. My son, after he heard that my youngest child had COVID, decided he was leaving early, so he got out of Dodge early. And then my daughter went last week, and that was when I was on lockdown, and so I was unable to do the drop-off, which actually turns out to have been so great it was about eleven thousand degrees in syracuse and there was no air conditioning in her dorm and so i was not there sweating yeah all her furniture and moving the bed 14 times and the difference between having a my son at college and my daughter at college is that i have to text my son be like if you don't text me back i'm getting in the car and driving over there knocking on your door and my daughter FaceTimes me at least four times a day. Oh. To, yeah, we have a morning conversation. We have a back from classes conversation. We have a walking to dinner conversation. And we have a, which is tremendous. I love it. Um, so it's, you know, but it's just the difference between two kids. But they're both super happy. So, yeah. I just say that you look beautiful for having had so good recently. Right? You're glowing. Um, it, I think it might actually be ultraviolet rays from all the HGTV that I have. <laughs> <laughs> the low. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't need that ivermectin or whatever. You do that out. Radiate yourself with HGTV. <laughs> no, of course, d <laughs> Um, No. Do you slather that on your face or is that? I don't know how to use that. I think, I think people are doing it all kinds of ways. I think people are getting like a paste. I don't know where they're putting the paste or like how they're ingesting the paste. I found a Twitter thread where this girl was like, I joined an ivermectin Facebook group. And she just was taking all these screenshots and posting them on Twitter. And it was bizarre. It was bonkers. But they won't get the vaccine. Right? This is not going to go there, but... Um, all right. Well, we're glad that you're over it, Bill. I'm fine. How's M? How's the, the chat adults? Got it. She's great, too. She's just super bored because right when she got out of isolation, I went into isolation. She's like, oh, cool. Another 10, 10 days of that. This super. Did she kind of go wild unsupervised? Like, she, did she enjoy it at any point? Like, if by wild, you mean watching YouTube videos yeah. of unknown origin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think we told you guys this. We did see this adorable show. So I have this terrific friend who went above and beyond for um, COVID care. And she brought all of these ingredients for a recipe for so that Margaret and I could watch a Selena and Chef video or um, episode, which is on HBO Max. with my friend and her daughter. And we all read this recipe together and had dinner together, which was the most creative, <laughs> sweetest thing. But... If you haven't watched Selena and Chef, you totally should. What is it? Like a brief? It's Selena Gomez learning to cook during the, um, co- during last year. And then she would um, invite chefs on to teach her. Like she, they were in their house. She, she, they were on Zoom and they were teaching her how to cook. And then she donated to a charity of their choice. That's really oh, cool. Yeah. So the guy who owns the meatball shop in, we did meatballs from the meatball shop in New York. And it, I mean, it was just, it was super fun and she's adorable, of course. And um, it's just a super cute little 25 minute show. And now I have all these recipes I have to try. I love that. Now that it's going to be our next family watching because we're bored. 
I would love that. And oh my God, it's so super cute. Are you loving to chill? Yeah, my girl would like it too. To come up with, because I hate meal planning so much. Yeah. But I decided there's four of us in the family and we have Friday nights where we eat out. So it's like, if we can just each one of us come up with one <laughs> meal, yeah, we could do this and we can't do this. Like I'll put someone in charge, like you're in charge of Tuesday, come up with a meal. Oh, no, no. But there's just so much. We need someone to tell us what to eat and we'll make it and we'll eat it and we'll be happy. But tonight was have a rotation because if I didn't have a rotation, I would please online. So I'll literally have like a three week rotation. We just eat the same bits. Yeah, we're in a month and we just, and then I mix in some other things. But... Yeah. Well, a three week rotation. So that means three weeks from now, you'll have the same thing. I mean, sometimes too, we, we, we typically have Taco Tuesday every other Tuesday. You know what I mean? You're talking about how like it's, you are duplicating meals like every three weeks. I mean, we duplicate meals twice in one week. So well, that's a lot week. of variety. I mean, it might move like two, two to three. Uh, it's still impressive. Bravo. Once a no. month, I go through all my recipes, or not all, but like everything that we cook on a regular basis and then see if there's new things we want to slot in. And like this month, we tried a whole bunch of new stuff because I had not great numbers at my last doctor's appointment, which is hereditary. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go on meds. I want to try to manage it with food. And so um, I've been trying to do more Mediterranean eating. So this month, we went and found a whole bunch of new Mediterranean recipes, which some have been real hits and some have been real misses. You're eating a lot of fish. fish? They, they don't love it, but they'll eat it. Like they'll eat salmon pretty happily. And I did, I will share in the show notes and share with y'all. We made this, it's like salmon cooked on lemons. Oh, and that's four. So good. I've done it before. Like we wrap it in the paper. I know that's not the fancy French name for it, it's but papillote or whatever. Yeah. I've done that. This was different than that. And it was good. So actually that's in the rotation this week again to make this sure it's thing in tonight. But you did? My kids won't eat it. So they get popcorn shrimp or whatever. Right. Yeah. See, my daughter's a vegetarian. And I keep on trying to beg her. I'm like, come on, pescatarian. No one likes that bitch. Like, come on. <laughs> so she won't go for it then. Do you just like do sides for her? Like you make the right the same meal and then she just eats the sides? We are basically, we did for the longest time. We <laughs> just make our regular meal and then just give her like, here's some macaroni and beans. Like it was just, she was just getting treated like a slot. And so now we've basically almost made more of a vegetarian diet, but then we make a meat side forward for the meat eaters. So, but there's only so many, they're not super into curry and curries are like a really nice thing to put like, you know, garbanzo beans and all kinds of stuff in it and the protein and they're not super into curry and I love curry. So that's not working great. There's a black bean um, enchilada that everybody in the house loves. So we do that once a week. And it's the easiest thing in the world to make. But that recipe. Have you broken the seal on like impossible meat? We do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Because that makes terrific like spaghetti sauce. And like anytime you mix it into a sauce, you can't. My kids can't tell usually. Yeah, I can't tell when whenever we make a burger, like Zoe will start eating it and she'll be like, are you sure? Because like, it's been so long since she's had a real burger. Yeah, and right. Like, are you sure this isn't the real burger? So, yeah, they do an amazing job. And so I always ask, what, what is this? Is that meat? Night? I don't know what meat. <laughs> but no, it's fish. I love fish and I love salmon. We came from Seattle. Like, we Running. love salmon. And I even I love fish, too. When she was a baby, she used to say, salmon is the king of all fishes. <laughs> like, this is like part of our lives. And yeah, and I need it for my cholesterol and all the yep. good stuff. Um, so we'll still, we'll still make it. But then she does a lot of tofu, black beans, just filling her up with almonds as much as we can. Nut butters and stuff like that. Yeah, she does nut butters and she's been really into making smoothies and she'll put protein powder and stuff and oh shoot i forgot to put protein powder in the ones this morning but yeah (laughs) she puts protein powder in when i do it uh, when she's running late i apparently forget but yeah (laughs) just use the horse dewormer 
Yeah, you just throw that in. Ivermectin in there or whatever. Oh my God. All these poor horses are all full up of worms because they can't get their medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it ends up being like the cure for cancer or something. And we're like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to fight you off or never mind. <laughs> never mind. And also, do you have any leftovers? <laughs> right. I think the difference is we'd be willing to eat our words. Yeah, that, no, no, that is an excellent point. I would not be willing to eat the horse demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's clarify. I'll eat my word. Yes, that might be why my numbers are bad. <laughs> oh my, well, what were your, your symptoms were pretty mild though, right? Because you had the vaccine. So you, I had the vaccine. Yeah, no, I had a bad cold for two days. That was it. And the only reason why I went and got tested was because I was supposed to be going to take my kid to school and she didn't want me in the car with her, you know, until she knew that she was cold. And in fact, didn't want me in the car with her anyway. She didn't want to get cold. You just gave it to a lady. That's what happens when you get on lives with people. They give you COVID. (laughs) She's sneezing while you were talking. (laughs) You're super (laughs) contagious. You're, that's what they mean by super spreader. You're so super at it that like over <laughs> Zoom. And be careful, people. <laughs> From New Jersey. I am powerful. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm always looking at houses online. Uh-huh. And so the realtor.com sends me emails of these beautiful homes. And there was this way somewhere in New Jersey the other day. And it, it literally looked like a fairy tale house. Oh, and okay. I'm like, Sit, I'm getting my $2.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> we could all just dish in yeah and then find someone with the other two million dollars no <laughs> <problem. laughs> right yes. redfin keeps trying to get me to move to like dallas and houston and then i looked at some stuff in hawaii when we were in hawaii so it sends me hawaii homes i looked at some houses in virginia because that's where my husband's home office is and so now i get virginia homes but it's like the Austin homes are like, you know, Austin market's so crazy right now that the Austin homes are like small and old. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, get sent this beautiful home in Virginia and I'm like, oh, no, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> no, it is absolutely crazy. And I, I finally just shut off all my alerts because we moved in our house a year ago. And I still hadn't turned off the alerts that I had from all of the real estate. Right. Because you have to be like ready. When we found this house, literally, I woke up at six in the morning and I saw the listing and I called the agent. I was like, we need to get there. And they were already taking offers, I think, either that evening or the next morning. And so, yeah, you have to be on it. But I finally got rid of it. I already feel a better sense of calm in my inbox because it's still anytime I see a house listing now, I'm like, we got to go. Like, it's his Pavlo. Like, wait, we're not moving. No, I'm never moving again. I'm never. I can't believe it's been a year. It has been a year. It's what well, I'm best for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have not been here for the backyard model. It's I don't want to see it. I would tell us, did your stains come out of your stones? Ugh, no, the stains. Wait, you had stained stones? Okay, so I mean. As everybody is aware, because I just will never stop talking about it. We've been doing this backyard remodel since it really started last October. Um, That's when we signed the contract with the, with Craft Outdoor to get on their list. And then they started showing us designs, I think in December and (coughs) I think around February is when we actually started doing some. That sounds right. It's. But everything was fine. We get the hot tub tomorrow. Knock on, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. And so everything was supposed to be done and everything was all beautiful and lovely. And we have all these nice little pavers, you know, going through our fake grass or whatever. I don't know what happened to what animal, but they are, I mean, it looks like a murder. It looks like a murder happened. And I thought it was birds. I thought it was an entire flock of birds that all like, drank our smoothies or just ate too many berries or whatever. <laughs> I'll took some horse dewormer. Or they all, yeah, they, oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's the birds are, they're <laughs> eating the ivermectin piles. I don't know. But yeah, so that is going on. And then Chris is like, I don't think that's, or I think it's the squirrel because there's a nest right above where all this dropping stuff is happening. And he's like, I think it's the squirrel. And sure enough, the dogs are like barking at it. and I didn't want to blow the nest out of the tree if it was birds, but 
squirrels. I feel like baby squirrels. <laughs> There's no babies left, right? When's baby squirrel time? I, I feel like all the time is aren't squirrels like rabbits? I don't know. I feel like we need to Google this. Wait, Missy, breeding. brother on the line and tell us some animal facts. Yeah, that is, yeah. No, so um, I Matt can get us I bet. I don't know. Unless you for sure. I'm gonna give it to my squirrel. Take care of whatever issues they have because they've got. But then, okay, so I thought it was the birds, and then I did some more research on Google, and it sounds like it might be not just it's not squirrel poo. It might be squirrel urine, <laughs> but it's purple but i'm thinking like maybe when you eat beets you know how things turn a different color so are your squirrels eating beets no berries but they're eating berries they're, they're eating berries okay yes they're having some beet and goat cheese <laughs> 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 those are austin's for <laughs> zoe's putting her vegetarian meals <laughs> i know she did the thing where you like pretend you're taking a bite and then throw it out the window <laughs> Keep Austin and it's for all weird. Oh no, I don't even know. But then they also, oh my God, you got, it's like a, some kind of nature channel out there. I had a bunch of frogs that I was kind of caring for. They're so tiny. They're like fingernail tiny, but now they're not. Now they're big. And we finally finished off under the deck. They put this trim there so that snakes and such couldn't get under there. But I was like, you're getting a trap. My frogs, <laughs> my frogs are free. And so he's like, they can crawl. Like, we'll leave, like, a little hole for an emergency frog exit, whatever. But today I went in there. Where did you snake entrance? Right. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm going to post a picture of this. There was, the frog was, like, staring through the little hole. Oh, it's frog jail. Under there, like, my baby is a total Pixar movie going on <laughs> in my backyard. But then I was like, what if the stuff all over there is frog stuff? You should be careful with the frogs and your hot tub because then you're going to have fried frogs. They know. But with Louisiana, we find as a delicacy. Fry <laughs> up his legs. It depends on what you're looking for, but. Well, you know what? We got the shop water. Babies, they have names. Spoiled <laughs> baby squirrel before. Oh, you could. Oh, they burp. <laughs> That's better than what you were doing at your your meeting before. I do. Okay, so yeah, I but oh, but Missy, you were asking um, if anything has worked. I've tried pressure washing. I've tried washing, washing, and today I tried OxyClean. Um, no. What is this getting on? What's this? What is it getting on in your backyard? All of our concrete. All of our freshly poured concrete. All of it. Um, and then also some beautiful stonework that was on top of the concrete, all purple. I mean, just covered. Um, so either we just lean into it and just right. let them cover it, cover it. And we just decide we have a nice, like kind of rosé <laughs> concrete. It. Yeah. Dang it. I'm thinking if none of these chemicals work. I also, some things have just said, if you wait long enough, you know how the sun does that. Did you guys ever do cloth diapers? Yep. Mm-hmm. And where you could just hang them in the sun for a day and then all of a sudden they were white and it just bleached. They were bleached. Yeah, maybe lemon juice. I'm going out with a lemon. I'm going to go out with a lemon tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe do some vinegar. Vinegar is hot enough out there. You can cook that salmon on those. Um... <laughs> this is lemon squirrel urine salmon. It's got a little essence of berry. Essence of squirrel. I mean, you know, recipe tips for me, Lane. <laughs> we there for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna boil the frogs in the tub, which is salt water. It's a salt water tub, so I think that'd add a nice little flavor. Yeah, a lot of yeah, like everybody's gonna want to eat with us now. <laughs> We'd probably rid ourselves of having to have dinner guests. I think we should maybe you know what you know what our our ellipses should be a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Speaking of which, completely opposite of what we're talking about. Uh, that lady on Discovery Plus who started in a restaurant in Maine where you get Erin yes. French. Yeah, I guess that was her. That's the book that I told you that I read and you guys thought that I had read the um, 
that I had read the Meghan Markle book. And I was like, not in a book. Oh, wait, was that not you guys? Maybe that wasn't you. But no, it's Beth. No, don't try to carry on. Like, you didn't just say that you have another group. You're just getting another group. So the other group was like, wait, you read the Meghan Markle book? And I'm like, not for a million dollars. Okay, well, pretend we're your other group that you tell about cool things. And when, what is this book? Or Elaine, what was the TV show? The lady, I guess her name was Erin. She owned a restaurant in Maine, a farm-to-table restaurant, where she only used very local stuff from people essentially all in Maine. And it's literally this, like, old mill on a hill. And you can, you can only get a reservation there by sending in a handwritten postcard. Uh-uh. Yes. Like, there's no online reservation. And then, oh, there's the book. See, showing a book on a Zoom cam is harder than it seems. Yes. Especially here, this one's backwards. And so Suzanne and I are always in the wrong. Yeah, so like the first few episodes were her, you know, full throttle with her. And it's all women that work in this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, then COVID happened and she had a few episodes where she was trying to survive. So they ended up doing everything outside. But of course, in Maine, it gets dark at like four. Yeah. Oh, she had to move from dinner to essentially lunch. Um, but yeah, and she, of course, she only does it in the season of like summer. Yeah. You know, obviously, it starts snowy and all that. So I think it's open from like April to October. But oh. yeah, you can only get a reservation by sending in a handwritten postcard in the snail mail. Yeah. I, so are these meals like, a thousand dollars in order this sounds like a rough business plan for making a living so i don't know what did she talk about that in her book beth i don't know i didn't read the book but i don't remember how much it costs but um i or i don't know but i never mentioned the money on the show so yeah okay we're good but does she she probably doesn't have a website does she have a website we need to find this out there's got to be a way to find the address so I, there's got oh yeah I know yeah, that's true good point yeah can we just send her a postcard to just to yeah. support her yeah. like, so they they open it up like at a specific time and then they I think that they pick the postcards randomly it's like you tell like your sweet story and that's yeah. how you get in kind of thing like no. yeah I'm very it's very sweet actually she has had a heck of a life yes she so, um she I mean it's an interesting um memoir. And she's a she's an interesting person. All right. I'm gonna put it on the list. Yeah, if y'all have the Scurvy Plus. I can't remember the name of the show right now. But it's it's really um can't think of the name. Okay, you need to know we'll put it in the kitchen, isn't it? Because that's the name of her restaurant. Yes, the lost kitchen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she gets I mean, everything is fresh. She goes to the get the clams and the lobster and she goes over here and gets the apples and well and she's fully self taught. She's never been to culinary school. She learned her diner growing up and she learned in the diner and then just started like she has a terrific palate. And so she just started experimenting with food. And um, so she's, everything's so pretty, like everything plated is so gorgeous. She's being into flowers. So like her aunt, her, you know, that whole atmosphere is very beautiful. Yeah. And so her mom is her sommelier too. Yes. Yes. Which is very good. Oh yeah. I'm watching this. I might binge it tonight. I'm really tired tomorrow. Y'all will know. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know who I see doing this is Amanda. Amanda. Oh yes. She would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda needs to do a Texas version of it. I say she do that somewhere in the book country. Yeah. Yep. Her house would be fine. Her house is good. All right. I'm going to say she could just do it right out of her back patio. Yes. So that's the other thing about this is that's where this started. It started as a secret supper club in her yes. kitchen. Yes. In her apartment before she had a brick and mortar restaurant. And then I think she had a food truck. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. So she had a Airstream? Yes. Yeah. But um, it's it's it, the book is you know, it, or I would say it might be worth a listen, especially if she's the narrator. I read the book, but um, I could see it being a really good book to listen to. Yeah. Well, Maine is where I'm going when I launch my children, and or when I run away, whichever comes first. <laughs> and uh, I will send her a postcard then, so I can get on the list to eat there. That's driving distance for me. So let me know when you run away, and I'll come in. Yeah, I'll make a reservation for a minimum two. With our first six, hello. Yeah. I mean, I think it should be six, but we'll see what she takes. <laughs> Chris is really good at driving long distances. So yeah, I would agree with Dan. I don't know how sustainable it is for how long. Like, better get a nap. Three hours. 
I don't know. I know. I'm just always thinking I'm so money oriented. Yeah. Like how much money can she make off of that? But obviously <laughs> if you do it well enough, I mean, she's got a show that so you make the money right. off of that. You get the book, you get the money off of that. You yeah. probably, she'd probably get some kind of sponsorships, all kinds of not sponsors. She may have a recipe. She may have a cookbook too. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Number. So I think, yeah, if you do something well enough, then it, just, yes. I want to do Selena and chef, but like in the same kitchen. Yeah. yeah, I would like for just to do the easy stuff and not the cleanup. Like we did a cooking lesson when we were in Italy and we we stayed in this little inn and the little old people who owned it and ran it, the Nona did our cooking lesson. And that was kind of how it was. She gave us fairly easy jobs. And when we weren't doing it right, she would grab it out of her hands and finish it. For us. <laughs> and then, You're not going to miss up my dinner. Yeah. She was like, no, 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 not, no, no. <laughs> So we made dinner, but really she had all the hard stuff prepped. And then we just followed the rest of the recipe. And it was, oh, and then we ate what we cooked and it was delicious. And we ate with them, just us and this little couple. It was so much fun. Well, that's so neat. That just made me want to go to Italy to eat all the food. Yeah. Oh, I know. Every time I go downstairs from tucking in the kids, um, Chris is watching. Oh, shoot. What's that traveler guy who likes marijuana? There's a bunch of those. Rick Steves. Rick Steves. Rick Steves. Yeah. yeah. Rick Steves. He's always watching Rick Steves. And oh my gosh. And I just catch like the last 10 minutes. And every time I'm just like, let's just go. Wait, where would you go? Like if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? I would now start with going and seeing my friend Virginie in Paris. Because she's, well, actually she's got this country house outside of Paris that is just like, where I run a quarantine. It looks like something out of Hansel and Gretel. It is so charming. It is literally, they um, have Roman baths there. So if you use a metal detector and stuff, you can find like Roman coins. And like, it is, uh, it's just, yeah. I'm sorry, did you send my friend Beth in New Jersey? I thought. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was supposed to be sending Zoe there last summer because we were going to like, hey, you, you get out to school a month earlier than they do go and kind of like see if you can audit some classes there or, and, you know, just kind of hang out in their neighborhood for a while and then I'll come join you. But you know how that goes. Yep. But yes, where where's everybody else traveling? I'm good at Prague just because that's where my ancestors are from. And, you know, if my parents teach me some Czech, you know, they know Czech, so... Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Interesting. Do you know any? Like, have you heard them speak it enough that you know some? I know some words, vocab words. But yeah, yeah. Eva was beer, some of that one. <laughs> That's the most important. Yeah, important words like that. All my old German relatives would cuss in this slang that, like, I have Googled until my heart's content and I can't <laughs> really figure it out. I'm probably not spelling it right or remembering it correctly, but I would love to know what they were saying. I have no idea, but I know it wasn't nice. <laughs> to know now because you could just like, you know, very, very few people would be offended by that. And then after I left Prague, I would go see Beth in New Jersey. Oh, um, well, oftentimes there are layovers in the night. I can attest that Shea Molesky is an excellent, excellent B&B. Oh my gosh. Beth, I did have a layover in New Jersey. Oh. When we were coming back from the Amsterdam, and I don't know if I had food poisoning or... Well, yeah, I was going to say you were violently ill, yes? I really wheelchaired me through customs, and I got to stay. Uh, there was a hotel across the street from... It was part of the airport. Mm -hmm. the yeah. And Chris, I the only thing I really remember is him, an Uber driver, came to pick us up. He's like, my wife is sick. You are going to drive us to that hotel. You will not give her shit about being sick. <laughs> you will like get us there. And I was like, thank you, honey. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. Oh, there's, I mean, being sick is awful, but being sick when you're traveling. Uh, when stomach bugs are the worst. Yeah. Like knock me out with any kind of sleep drug or anything just so that I can sleep it off because I can't stand it. Oh, and, and then to have that while you're traveling, ugh. No. <laughs> I feel like we're supposed to finish with our look, listen, learns, but I think we already got it with the book, book TV combo. What was it called again? Lost Kitchen is the channel. Lost Kitchen. And the book is Finding Freedom, not the Meghan Marple, Prince Harry version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can read that if you want. I mean, now I kind of want to. Every name is what, Aaron? Aaron French. 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 Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, right. That's an excellent look, listen, learn to leave it on. I know. That is- and we're at, I have to put my glasses back on. I know we're at an hour or something. We're at seven minutes. Hour seven. Yeah. Yeah. With the edits, I'll get it down to the hour. We'll be good. Oh. That's the press for me, too. Yeah. It goes so fast, yo. That's why we never, ever, ever finish on time. No, and our poor guests who come to talk to us were like, do you have a little more than an hour? Because it's going to take more than an hour. Always. Yeah, I know. We should just kind of book it out for an hour and seven minutes because that's <laughs> nice to talk to y'all in person. What's that? Nice to talk to y'all in person, too. I, know. I miss you guys. Did this show, too. Even you Austin people. <laughs> I, I don't know when I last saw anybody, any of you guys who live in Austin in person. Been- if I had to travel anywhere, I would go to Austin. So, yay. <laughs> I'm going to Shiner. Yeah. It's a little town south of Austin where my mom's from. I did a run in Shiner. And you did? Right. Yeah. Yes. I, it was supposed to be the half marathon. But then at the last minute, I was like, you know, 10K sounds good. You <laughs> <laughs> I to go to the brewery? Oh, yeah. We're going to take up the brewery. I haven't been to the brewery since I was a kid. So. That's so funny. Hopefully you didn't drink it in, but I mean, you are a Czech, a German. Like, I get it. Oh, no. I love, 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 love. Shiner's, but Shiner Bach is my favorite. So I, I bought all the. But I had time. Just couldn't tell because it was in my fancy cup. Oh. <laughs> my refrigerator in the garage is filled with it. That is my, even when I go to like the fancy restaurants and whatever, I'm like, Shiner Bach. That is it. That's my favorite. But okay. I feel like, oh, I miss Kristen too. Can we do another little salute to Kristen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is she doing tonight? She didn't say. Or uh, something, something. Some kind of event that she was doing that was going to last. Oh, no. Did in California last week. Yeah. yeah. She's driving a fancy car somewhere. So, no. For, okay. So, let's send people to, Does if anybody wants um, any social media shout out. Yeah. Um, start shouting them out. What was Kristen's? Is, does she have one for Just, the cars? The drive, I think, is what it's called. Right. Drive mode show. I'm picking up. It's like I got my phone. Okay. Drive mode show. Yes. Drive mode show. And then it's the app. I'm, but there you are, Kristen. We should have had a picture of her. I thought about it. And I thought about doing that. You know what? The last Tipsy Ellipses, Missy was on vacation. So I was doing, oh, do I have the book back here? Where are your book? Um, I had my friend. MK, who was doing her book, oh, yeah. for Holy Hot Mess. And I really, really wanted to get like a Missy head on a stick and just killed it next <laughs> I just it's not organized enough to do it, but I thought that would be fun. We should have done this. I wish I had my Leanne original of Linus to show everybody too. Oh, yeah. I wanted to have my Leanne originals in here to show too, and I messed up. Yes, definitely. People need to know about Leanne's art show for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is the only, it's the bright, bright light of having to miss mom too this year is that that means I get to go to the art show. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really disappointed if I had to miss that. So, and this is kind of, oh. I feel like this is our little mom too here. I know. This is it. I know. If you guys show up, then that will be the first time I will have seen you in person probably since the last mom too. Oh my God. Oh. This is, that's not possible. Should we do that thing where we hide behind the menus like this? <laughs> I will give somebody a dollar if you show up with lentils. I was about to say, Beth wants you to have your lentils. I get email from lentils all the time. Oh my God, lentils. Me too. And invest in Idaho Potato Commission. Oh, hey, Idaho Potato, shout out for Idaho. But I remember I came back to the hotel and Missy talked me down from bringing this because I always drink my apple cider vinegar tea with a little splash of cayenne pepper in it. Someone gave me a bag like the size of my head of cayenne pepper. I had forgotten that. They were like, take this home with you. I was like, well, I'll use it for my tea. I am still using the same little shaker of cayenne pepper that I was using back two years ago when Missy was like, leave that in the trash. Remember getting it. You cannot travel with that. You're going to get arrested at the airport. Tom's going to sniff that out in a second. And you would be in some jail somewhere. Where were we? And can you imagine if it burst in your suitcase? Oh, Oh, oh my God. I am for every year. You'd still be getting that out of your clothes if that was. Yeah. It was seriously probably a two pound bag. What is burning since? (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe I could use that on my squirrel problem. I have to go sprinkle it on the brick. I'm sure you do not want to feed to the squirrels cayenne pepper. Let's put another color. Holy shit. Uh, that is what it looks like they've been eaten. I don't know. We tried that to keep our one poop-eating dog from eating poop. We sprinkled all the poop with cayenne pepper, and she just ate it. It was like textbook. <laughs> like I'm all in. This is great. I'm only putting barbecue sauce on your fajita. Just like that. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Look, the poop 2.0 would have been very interesting, though. <laughs> I do feel like this has been way more poop focused on the Facebook Live than we meant to have. Oh my god! Yeah, we're beyond the what's in the diaper. Stage of our lives. No, I know what's in the squirrel's diaper. Yeah, if only they would wear diapers. That's what I need to do. Little squirrel diapers. Yeah, that's a million dollar idea. Shark Tank. After the next podcast, all scratched up, like I was just diapering all my squirrels. Is it the Phineas and Ferb when she gets it with Candace when she has squirrels in her pants? Suzanne and I can probably sing you the songs since our children play those songs. Oh, my God. I love Phineas and Burke. Oh, you do. I didn't watch it. My son has been listening. That's what he listens to on his bus rides. He listens to it. He's like, they are Emmy Award winning song with mom and they are quality. And I'm going to play it for my drum solo. Because I think that that's the best thing. If he's not going to play Backyard Agains, then he should 100% play Phineas and Burke. Well, he got the his Halloween costume already, and he's the platypus. Oh, thanks. Perry. Perry. He's Perry the platypus, and this costume is epic, and he wears that. If he is not wearing his Grogu hoodie to school, he comes home, and then he puts on the costume. That's awesome. The yeah. last costume party Mark and I were supposed to go to, and then we weren't able to go for some reason. It was a couple's theme. And he was going to be Dr. Doofenshmirtz and I was Perry the Platypus. So we still have all of our costumes. So spoiler alert, if you invite me to a costume party. <laughs> now we're getting you to a costume party. <laughs> I heard yeah. the giant, like adult size Perry the Platypus onesie situation. Well, we'll have our retreat and we'll have a costume party that, yeah. that Saturday. Bring your lemons. Bring your lemons and your <laughs> I have one more listen though. Have you guys been listening to TikTok radio? No. No. How does that happen? It's on on Sirius. It's the, the new channel four on Sirius. Okay. And it has a playlist of about four songs. <laughs> one of which is the new Lizzo Cardi B song, which I cannot love more. I love Lizzo. Which one? The rumors. Oh, I do like that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. By the way, the TikTok station is not the clean versions. Oh. Um, why is it called the TikTok station? Because it's music they play on TikTok. Okay. It's like all the day. Like Mar- Margaret sits in the car and she just does the dances. Okay. One song after okay. another. I don't know. All my kids are like, "This is a TikTok song," and I'm like, "No, this is a song." Yeah, <laughs> it just happens to be on TikTok. <laughs> like, it sounds like not originate this. <laughs> right. I know my daughter does the same thing. She's like, oh, that's that TikTok song. I'm like, no, that's like, yeah, that's an actual. Or that's a just dance song. I'm like, no, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just walk like an Egyptian. It's an 80s song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Zoe, Zoe came up to me the other day and she was like, mom, do you know the song that goes, bah, bah, bah. What you gonna do with all that junk? And I was like, <laughs> Did you do like a call and response with her? You're like, <laughs> I did. I started singing the rest of it. And I played it in the car, and they were like, "Mom, we don't think this is appropriate." <laughs> You're like, "Well, let me play you a little baby got back, and we'll see what you think about it." <laughs> I remember when my daughter was in kindergarten, she had a friend over, and uh, "Fat Bottom Girls" by Queen came on. And her friend, I just, uh, they were having like their goldfish snacks or whatever. It's like, this song is very inappropriate. <laughs> Makes me think of that. I thought it was an appropriate ZZ Top song, but it was for us little. She's got oh. Lennox. When we ZZ Top? There's a study of all the songs that would not be recorded now. Oh, right. Stroke Me, Stroke. <laughs> just a morning. <laughs> you know, like, I remember seeing that in the car and my sister and I like totally not understanding why our parents were telling us to stop. 
You were like, wonder what's the wrong one? <laughs> then I touched myself song. They're so good. Yeah, so many songs that I sang with like enthusiasm. <laughs> with, uh, what I was talking about. Oh, man. oh, that should be our next meme, Missy. What totally inappropriate song did you sing? Because I remember singing, I touched myself, like just singing along, not even thinking about it. And I had the windows rolled down because I had the Chevy Nova with no air conditioning. Everybody. <laughs> My friend lived on the other side of a cemetery, and there was a funeral. And, <laughs> and I'm just saying it along. And I'm like, ooh. And so, yeah. We're celebrating life. That's right. It's true. Especially your own life. Personal, personal life. <laughs> I was innocent to know what I was even saying. I was just singing along. On the outside, your hands were on the wheels. So but, yeah, 10 and 2. 10 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing with that. I, you know, when I was in high school, I used to love Third Eye Blind. And then I went through this thing where I was listening to all the 90s albums I used to listen to. And so a couple of years ago, I listened to that whole album again. And I was like, oh, my God. All of these songs are about drugs and sex. <laughs> <laughs> all references to drugs went... Right over my head for sure. Oh, yeah. No idea. Mine too. No, I just, no. They probably still do. I'm such a. <laughs> I, I'm still not really one to overanalyze uh, lyrics. Yeah. No. Just sing it. Just sing it and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could remember what it was that my son was saying wrong, but it was something about a drug and how it was consumed, like snort or something. And I was like, no, you snort cocaine. What was it? Yes. And he goes, why am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I feel like, what? what? Uh, where are you standing? I think I'm going to put it to show notes, but I can't remember what. So he had it so wrong. And I'm like, duh. It's like, yeah, you shoot up the heroin or you yeah. have maybe call a horse. I don't know where you get a minute. Other style. That are all the, the song lyrics that are like the mis, under, misheard song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are amazing. Oh, I'm... I am guilty of pretty much all of those. Yeah, I can see clearly now when I was a child, I thought it was, it's, it's, I can see all obstacles in my way, but I thought it was, the rain is gone. I can see all popsicles in my way. <laughs> the rain has cleared and now the world is sunshine and popsicles. I'll give me a popsicle because I feel like they should buy the rights to that song and use it. I know that would be a great ad. I mean, I'm a great ad. Oh, he's fully saying obstacles. I just thought it was obstacles. Obstacles is so much better. And never going to be able to sing. So, um, this fight song, you know, the, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And my nieces sing, this is my fart song. <laughs> You're welcome. You're never going to be able to hear it the right way and bring it. I must like my, my song or it's going to find divorce too. Thanks so. That's. My, it's on my playlist. It can still be your song. I know. Now you're going to say, yeah, And you're going to think of me. After Flacco Night, it'll be your fart song. Pick up, it'll be your fight song. The Prince song where he says, Overcast Days Never Turn Me On. I always thought it was Overclass Dames. Like, why would those don't turn you on? Who is overclass dames? Like, like he would be speaking like, like he was like in a 40s movie. The dames. <laughs> They're dames with this crowd. We're good. <laughs> Prince would have been fine with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So close. So close. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow or the next day, we will post some sort of meme and people can fill in their misheard lyrics. Okay, misheard lyrics and then also songs that you did not realize were filthy. Yeah, that you sang at the top of your lungs when you were seven. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. And my mom and I on the way to the Burger King, I was in middle school before we went shopping at the mall. And like, I want your sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <gasps> I know the bitch. Yeah. This is when I realized how old I am compared to you guys, because that was when I was in college. No. Yeah. No. That much older than I am. It's just... How old are you? 52. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just doing the math. No, because, okay. No, can we even turn on now? No. You're just. You stop it. No. Compared to us now, I'm like, no, that's dumb. But compared to like high school years, I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. One year. Yes. Two years is like a big deal when you're in high school. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you guys were basically in elementary school when I graduated from college. Well, <laughs> I'm not that far behind you. I am. I was. Yes. You were. I'm coming up on I'm coming up on 50 here, but yeah. So for two, yeah, two years that that makes a difference for what songs you hear at different like grades. Oh yeah, Brandon, I go over that all the time because he's four and a half years younger than I am. Oh, was younger. I didn't know younger man too. Me too. So it's like, oh, you were in fifth grade and I was in tenth, right? But now it doesn't matter, right? I was in kindergarten when you were born. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I been your babysitter. <laughs> okay, you guys, I could seriously do this all night, but I have to go edit the show that's actually running tomorrow. Yeah, we have a show coming up tomorrow that we don't have stuff done for. So. <laughs> all right, I have to make my kids go to bed. All right, fine. Well, I'll see you on the text chat. Probably going to get off of this live. It's just start to next For sure. Thank you to all the people who are here and have been here. And we'll see you next month. And I, we don't, I don't know what Tipsy is next month. Do you know? I'm free. Mm. You're free. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you all so much. All right. Do our your friendly little wave. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.